Welcome to this special edition of Manageable Conversations, the podcast where we hear from organizational leaders. I'm Inken Thomas, the co-founder of Manageable. In this episode, we focus on what five women CEOs on our show had to say on two topics, starting with how each of them stays sharp and effective as a leader. For me, managing the pressure is something that I've only became attuned to recently when I realized that this role is taking a huge toll on my well-being, on my, my mental health, on my physical health, and I realized that it's time to get intentional about managing stress. It's time to think about it with, with more really setting an intention um, to, to manage it better. So the first thing that I've done is that I started having I started having a coach, an executive coach. The greatest learning I had from my coaching sessions was the understanding that I need to distinguish between the way I think things are and the way they really are. Um, is trying to bring the magnitude of events and the magnitude of the consequences that I perceive to the actual reality and understanding that, you know, that kind of seeing things for what they are um, and starting to really practice it in my in my day-to-day -day life. There are many other things that I'm doing and there's a lot of, you know, taking care of myself. Um, it's only now that I'm in my third year of running the startup that I've started to kind of pay attention to exercise and to what I eat and to really think about how I carve out time to truly enjoy the moment and live in the moment and be very present where I am, especially when I'm with my children. That was Neta Medav, CEO of World Platform. Let's continue on this topic with Jantana Kenprakramroy, CEO of Tapoli, followed by Gillian Harrison, CEO of White Fox Technologies. One of the key uh, character of any good leaders is to be very self-aware because everything's come out of yourself. If you're not aware of yourself, you make lots of mistakes. You wouldn't actually be able to acknowledge uh, when you need help or when there are gaps in kind of your own performance. It's much easier to have already learned. When it's come to learning about yourself, it's like a maze to me. You know, I, I'm spending uh, a number of years trying to put the puzzle together. And even then today, I don't have the whole picture. It's all about communicating your expectation. I think as a leader is important because a lot of leaders don't tell people. They just expect people to perform a certain level, but without actually giving them any feedback and uh, giving them you know, expectation in upfront. Being honest and truthful is very important. And knowing, this is where, you know, knowing yourself is important because if you don't know what you expect, what you want other people to do, then they're not going to be able to perform their best because they don't know what we want. So the wanting and needing what is important is has to be me setting that guideline. Every day I have to solve new challenges. Every day I have to be responsible for um, the entire company. So it's kind of keep you focused and alert. I don't have that fear of failing or fear of failure like maybe many would. And that's why I'm more courageous when it's come to uh, taking risk. And, you know, like, and that's 
also, you know, help me to be innovator because I'm not afraid of come up with new idea and try it. To me, staying sharp is a combination of things. It's certainly always being prepared to ask questions and learn from others. Seeking a diverse perspective from people in different areas. So in my case, one of the things that I've done over the last few years is join a group of CEOs from different industries. And we meet months uh, a month. Uh, and it's a great opportunity to talk through issues that any of us might be facing and help us to reach the right decision. Sometimes just sharing whatever issue you might be facing with others and hearing a different lens, if you like, is uh, what helps me to make really good decisions. The other thing I'd say in terms of being sharp is always seeking to learn. Reading, um, listening to podcasts, uh, speaking to others and, and having the opportunity to learn new things about what you're working on. And another thing I'd say that's important to me is uh, keeping fit. No, physically, actually. In the earlier years, I would seek to work really long hours and it felt that it was all about putting in lots of long hours and hard work, whereas actually taking time out makes you better, in fact. So it makes you sharper, makes you make better decisions when you've got a clearer head and you're feeling physically fit as well. Early on, I probably was scared to make mistakes. You know, I felt if I'm a CEO, everybody expects me to know everything. And... Therefore, there were probably times where I felt that I maybe took too long to make a decision because perhaps I felt the need to research really thoroughly around it and get lots of other people to give me their opinion uh, on what the decision was rather than believing that actually maybe my own decision or opinion on something would be not only the right decision, but uh, the way what I what was expected of me. So, you know, I think get your own voice sooner rather than later. Be prepared to listen to your own instincts. Believe in your own uh, way of doing things and develop your own style. You know, so that's probably one thing that perhaps I could have got to that position a bit more quickly. And here's Sabine van der Linden, CEO of Alchemy Crew, followed by Ombe Soubiron, CEO of Kaiko. When I, I look at my team, I can be quite demanding around the values and the beliefs of the business. It's not just words on paper. And so integrity becomes very important, not only for me, but for the business and for the people I work with and authenticity. So I don't have a problem being vulnerable. I don't have a problem, you know, being told that I'm wrong. I think it's part of me being authentic around uh, the way I want to work with businesses and I want to make them feel and feel inspired around what they can achieve themselves. Because I work in a very male-dominated industry, which I respect enormously, I've been working in finance and insurance now for 25 years. What I've seen is an industry which evolved and now is probably more able to welcome uh, diversity in gender, you know, LGBTQ+, and also recognizing this is important for them to fulfill the need of their own customers. So I would say my um, second point would be to be humble enough, I guess, to appreciate that there's change, but also strong enough to have decided that I needed to do my own thing to help my industry grow and become more aware of its weaknesses. 
resilience comes from learning that the business models of the future is not about working in a siloed way. One of the key criteria I try to apply to myself and to the people I work with is one concept called ecosystem building, which is working with other people to become smarter, better, faster. And then partnership and collaboration. As I often say, why build when you can partner? Which entail that one needs to really understand how to find the best partners which are there to cut on activities which are redundant and grow a business better and faster. It's really, for me, a company is not much more than the kind of people that makes up that company. And I, I, I very often tell the team, I want us to succeed. I have no doubt we're building a billion dollar company. But if we succeed while having lost our values and our uh, kind of pleasure of seeing each other in the morning, I will not necessarily consider that a success. So for me, kind of maintaining our values, maintaining our integrity, our intelligence and our um, the pleasure that comes with work. I mean, this is important. So if we don't like what we do and if we don't like the people with whom we're doing with, what's the purpose? What's the point? It's not about the the destination. It's about the journey. And I, I really believe in that. And and this is something that's very close to my heart. So as we hire, I'm always looking out for smart, like intelligence. Obviously, intelligence is like a must-have, but also emotional intelligence, the ability to work as a team, the ability to kind of, you know, go through difficult moments. We value diversity a lot. And when I mention diversity, it's not just male, female. It's really countries, religions, food intolerances, whatever it is. It's like understanding that people have different backgrounds, have different education and just accepting that and, and actually not just accepting it, leveraging that and turning that into a strength. And at Kaiko, we're super international, super diverse. And we have a no French policy, which is very weird for a French startup. And it's just about inclusive, you know, being very inclusive. So if there's someone, even if you're just asking, hey, dude, do you want a sandwich? Like say it in English so people don't feel left out or they don't wonder if you're talking about something important work-wise that they're missing out on. So all of that is about, you know, building, bringing on the right values and the right people in order to maintain a culture that can grow with the company. So a couple of things that for me are important when I work with the managers at Kaiko is a combination of being kind of extremely demanding when it comes to kind of results and accountability from, from the team, but also caring. And honestly, like maybe it's a bit ridiculous. Maybe it's the feminine CEO style. Maybe it's the maternal style. Call it whatever you want. But I really care. <laughs> and I care about the job and I care about the people. And I wouldn't want to have a manager who's like a machine. It's about having high expectations when it comes to the quality of the work, but also really like being understanding that it's all human beings in the back and that there may be things we don't always understand as well. The second topic is how managers can get the best from their teams, specifically tips from our CEO guests. Here's what they offered. To take risk, to move outside of your comfort zone. If people in your organization gives you the opportunity to, to do something different, do something that maybe you're not feeling comfortable with, take it. Never say no. Always take that challenge because you'll, you'll always learn from it. Um, and I think it will then give you breadth, give you the opportunity to, to be broader minded in, in what you're doing. Sometimes you might not realize it's an opportunity that you're given. 
but it's often the things that you don't plan that you learn more from. Ask questions. Don't just tell them what to do. So try and develop a coaching style so that you're inviting your team to use their approach to something rather than you just telling them what to do because that will then enable them to learn more but it will give you the chance to learn more about them and then you'll see their strengths and weaknesses and areas where you can help them be better try and get a diverse team there's always a different way of thinking about something and that will help you then in your job as a manager by hearing hearing what they have to say I think they have to be responsible managers, and they have to be good at what they do.、Um, being responsible means that if something doesn't get done, they should not trying to find who in their team is actually not doing the job, but they should be thinking about what can they do better as a manager to make sure everyone else is doing their job, because some people do need to be reminded. To do that task, and if you don't have that process to remind people about that task, then you are a failure as a manager, not the teams. That's why you know, like managers are there to manage, right? And people have habits, and people would do things that are easy for them, and we know that. With every one of us, if we can do things for less time, even though it means that we cut corner, we would do it. It's a human、um, behavior. So, as a manager, we have to put in place control and processes so that people can follow easily and that their performance are measured. I think is important because a lot of us need to be monitored, <laughs> even though you don't like to be micromanaged, but you want to know that someone is monitoring your task. I've had incredible bosses. I love learning from people that are way smarter than me, and and so that's the first thing. Is I think managers should be inspiring and should be. There to also teach you something to better to become a better version of yourself, and it's something that you know I, I respect a lot the kind of learning process, and I feel that it's my responsibility now, having learned so much from my previous managers, to also share that with people that I work with. Culture is what happens when you're not around as a leader. It's that set of decisions that your people take. And how they respond to different situations and to different pressure points, and that that set of decisions as what they the way they think they should behave when you're not looking, that's what you know. That's where kind of that's where the culture happens, and so it kind of leads me to where you know to one of the most important foundations of our culture at Valve Platform is very much around trust. You know, our product. Is a product that creates trust in the workplace, and we certainly, I believe, kind of embody that within our own within our own company.、Um, we trust our people. I trust our people. With that trust comes also a sense of authority and autonomy that that they all have in their roles. I hire people that I I absolutely want to work for. I hire people that I that can teach me a lot. If this comes from a philosophy of understanding that as a CEO, I don't know everything. I need experts in their field that will know more about their subject matter than I do. So with that comes, you know, that drive to hire the absolute best in their field so that they can so I can learn really. So I I always go for. Truly hiring 
the best and then really, you know, move out of their way and allow them to shine and perform. We are in a world that requires a lot of diversity of thought. And the only way you can actually drive that diversity is through people who are diverse themselves. There is a great quote from Brian Chesky that, uh, from Airbnb, where he, he shares that when he, he built the business, they were not diverse and therefore they only were able to sell to a very specific customer segment. And when they recognize that um, their buyers may be Asian, maybe uh, women, maybe uh, from variety of diversity groups, they actually recruited the people in their teams which empathize with um, those different segments and were able to attract and build Airbnb to what it is today. So one aspect is feeling the diversity what I would say is being open that if we want to grow amazing people, we need to listen to their needs and be there for them when they are here in the company, but when they want to move to another company. And I've seen that so many times where sometimes colleagues feel uncomfortable or scared to, to leave a great company for which they have worked with. But as part of their path for growth, they need different experiences. And I think it's very important to, to feel humbled and, and great to have worked with great people, but giving them the ability to, to go and learn somewhere else is as important. A tip I would give someone who want to build their own path is, the path is not straight. It's actually convoluted. And you don't always see where you're going at the earlier stage of your career. And then at some point or another, when you look at all the things which it's been done or you've done, you realize, Eureka moment, I now know what I stand for. And that, that occur at some point or another, when you actually have a reflection around your great past, the great achievements, and where you may want to go. I think it's very important to go through that re reflection and take on all those great achievements and then set the path for the future. I'd like to thank Omb, Gillian, Janthana, Netta and Sabine for sharing their thoughts with us. If you enjoyed this special edition of Manageable Conversations, we offer new perspectives from a CEO guest each month, aiming to help you to be a better leader by learning from others. Stay tuned.